so this is what it's like. Welcome to The Good, Definitely a podcast produced by DesignWorks right Group, celebrating people and everything sure, good in this kinda, world. You gotta go through, man. Uh, come on, come on, uh, come on, come on, uh, come on, come on, uh, come on, come on. I was born so I could end up where we all end up. When the race is over, return to the center. There is no way to mend up these broken pieces. What's up, everyone? Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to The Good. It's the week of February 3rd. Got it again. Didn't mess up. You know that. And you kind of got a radio voice. I know. Do I? Yeah, you kind of had that. Uh, the week of. Yeah, it was good. February 3rd. Yeah, you're listening to The Good. If this is your first time listening, thank you. My name is Jared Van. Sitting down with my co-host, Logan Draper. Hi. How's Hello. it going, man? Good, man. How you doing? I'm good. I'm pretty good. Pretty good. Are you good or are you trying to convince yourself you're good? No, I'm pretty good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, this uh, this podcast is dedicated to celebrating uh, good news and all the um, good headlines that you might not see on national news or local news or anything like that. We take the time and um feature those stories and talk about them so we always start this podcast by talking about what is good in our lives so what's good man um so we're recording this on friday before monday yes so to say that yes um a lot of good things everybody's healthy in our house um got the super bowl this weekend i'm super excited about that you stole one of mine again yeah, that's kind of a gimme that's the only one on my list it's gonna. It's a, I don't want to jinx anything, but I'm excited about the Super Bowl. Um, I've been sleeping better. That's a huge win in my life because I rarely sleep good. And uh, a week from today, this Friday, next Friday, I mean, it'll be Not to Shine. Oh yeah. So it's a week away, huh? I'm super excited about Not to Shine and uh, getting to be a part of that and getting to serve. So life's super good right now, man. Well, good. What about you? Um, Emily and I, my wife. For those uh, that are listening that don't know us, Emily is my wife, and we have a little date day tomorrow, or I guess a date, a date couple hours tomorrow. Okay. So that'll be fun. I got family coming in, Super Bowl, um, which means it's closer to baseball season and March Madness. Yep. Our, Mar- our March Madness trip is coming up. In the middle of planning, a, I'm not part of the planning, but I'm in a group text planning the bachelor party for my, my brother-in-law. It's exciting. So that'll be fun. Taking uh, two uh, pretty fun trips in like the span of two months. It's coming that'll up. Be, that'll be fun. So yeah, all that. Baby's sleeping better. I'm sleeping better. Still trying to figure out the CPAP. Yeah. Feel like I just suctions my blood out of my face every time I work. So I always come to work and I have like a red <laughs> ring around my mouth. Other than that, it's doing a job. Yeah. Yeah. You seem a little more fresh. Do I? No. Well, you look fresh, though. I guess it's not doing a shop then. Well, you look fresh. Oh, thanks. That's, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Um, so, yeah, there's there's a few things. There are f- there's a few things that are good. And Night to Shine. I'm, yep. in, I'm not, a, I'm not a, uh, a buddy this year. I am in the quiet room, which is probably the job that's made for me. Yeah, I think you're going to be the good quiet at quiet room. It. So, yeah, looking forward to that. You do have to stay awake. 
Yes. Okay. I'll stay awake. Okay, good. Maybe. Yeah, we'll if, see. If a good Netflix show pops up, yeah. I'm going to see you we'll disappearing into a corner. I just have to rewatch all the cheer. Oh, no. You need to hurry up and finish that. I know. I need to hurry up and start it. So, yeah. Quite a, quite a few things. Quite a few things. Our dogs did eat. I went home for lunch. Emily had bought me some brand new chips because I'm a I'm a I'm a big chip guy. She bought me some like Doritos that were made with like tapatio sauce or something like that. Are they good? I don't know. Oh no! Because I went home for lunch, and the empty bag was on the floor. Oh and no! The dogs had cleaned it out. Yeah, the full bag. She bought them last night. I guess the full bag was on our kitchen table, and have they you, got it down and ate all of them. Have you told her yet? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's what's not good in my life. Yeah. I didn't get, get to try those new chips. <sighs> Dead so, gummit. Yeah. Shut it Anyways, down. Anyways, yeah. Shut it down. We'll move on to our haikus. I'm kind of excited about yours. You kind of gave me a little uh, a clue about yours, so I'm kind of excited to see what it's all about. Mm-hmm. So here they are. All right, so here we go. Happy hi-hi-a-hi-hi-haikus! I'm going to go first because I feel like yours is going to be really good. So we need to... Just because so, it's been over-guessed it. up, it's 50-50. It's going to be great or really bad. But you said it was interactive, so I'm just I'm just excited to see the format of it. Okay. Okay. All right, so here's mine. Battle of Helm's Deep. Legolas surfing downstairs. Orcs dead everywhere. It is happy because the orcs are evil and they're dead. But what is this? Evil is dead. It's the Lord. What are you talking about, dude? <laughs> Do you understand anything I just Not said? Not a word, dude. <laughs> Say a uh, Lord of the Rings thing. <laughs> Did you just read from the book? No, I, I wrote that. About What was it about? It was, it, was, it was based on the movies. What was it about? It was about one of the... Uh, so, the stem from Aaron, uh, our friend Aaron, sent us this... This video this morning, or was it last night or this Didn't morning? Didn't watch it. Totally forgot. I'm um, but it was though. this comedian talking about how all Lord of the Rings is, is people walking. So then I just came across. <laughs> is that true? Huh? No, it's, that, not, it's not true. That's why I wrote this. I didn't hear anything you said. Can you do your uh, haiku one more time? Yes. I heard it. I just didn't. I was oh. trying to figure out where we were going. Battle of Helm's Deep. Legolas surfing downstairs. Orcs dead everywhere. Yeah, I understood the same amount. We're good. Yeah. But yeah, he uh, sent us this video, this comedian talking about how Lord of the Rings is just uh, people walking the whole the whole time. Walking and eating bread. <laughs> so then I just stumbled across this list of the best battles of movie history. And Lord of the Rings was on there a couple times, including the Battle of Helm's Deep. So it's not just walking. Epic battles, too. Just shade. Good versus evil. Just throwing Epic shade. battles. So that's where my Battle of Battle of Helm's Deep haiku came from. Who's Helm? Hmm? Who's Helm? Helm. Yeah, where is he? That's not a person. I know. It's a, it's a that's, place. That's a bad joke, sorry. Yeah, okay. Sorry about that. Do you know who Legolas is? I, I just assume he didn't have any legs. <laughs> that's literally all I can think. Like Olas. Not legless. Yeah, but you would still say like, oh, there's legoless if there's someone without legs. No, you'd say... That would be a nickname you'd, or something. You'd say he's legless. Yeah, legless. Not, he's legless. Oh, okay. Because saying he's legless is a, a very a very big uh, compliment. Well, I mean, if the person didn't have legs, it's not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. 
I see what you're saying, but you're who's leg, who's who's legless? He's an elf. Okay. <laughs> okay. Who, who's a? I'm gonna uh, watch this then. Who's a proficient with the bow and arrow? So basically, how many uh, uh, movies of Lord of the Rings is there? Three. So you get to watch three movies of someone walking around eating bread. No, that's not true. So it's basically just like somebody following Apple Maps and, like, and stopping by Panera. Like half of the mo- the second movie, not half of it, but a lot of the second movie is this Battle of Helm's Deep. And then there was a, actually another battle on Lord of the Rings that was on the top battles in movie history. And it's in the third movie. And it's a lot of that movie. So it's not just walking. Okay. But even the walking parts. So, some, so there's like some jogging and stuff. Even the walking parts, they aren't just walking. Yeah. We're walking barefoot across some rigid terrain, bad weather having to deal with all forces of evil with like the penultimate mm-hmm. symbol and like all the evil in the world around this dude's neck. Yeah. yeah. With everything trying to chase him down and all he is is a little normal uh, hobbit. Is the, is the real like conflict in the story the fact that this guy didn't have legs and he's walking around <laughs> trying to get bread? Okay, we're going to move on. Let's, is that let's, it? Let's do your haiku. I need, to, I need to watch this movie. Um, That was a good one, man. I like that. Did Came you? with a lot of backstory. No, I liked it. It was good. Um, mine's interactive. Okay, well, that's going to suck. It might. Um, you ready? <laughs> just buzz me? No, I buzz myself. <laughs> you, you just got, you just got, buzz me after you just got this. me in a, sh- in a pretty bitter mood now. No, no, we're going to bring it back to this. is the good. Okay. All good things. Here we go. A question for you. Hmm? A question for you. Apple or Matter Baby? I'm not supposed to answer that. Yeah. Is that the interactive part? Yeah. Is my answer part of the syllables in the haiku? Apple or matter, baby? Matter, baby. A question for you. Basically, like, what would you eat? Apple or matter, baby? Matter, baby. I ruined your haiku. Dang it. Yeah, that's what you get for making fun of mine. Did you already know it? No. Okay. Well, we'll I'll, I'll, I'll go along with it. Apple or matter, baby? Let's start over. A question for you, Apple or Matter Baby? Apple? No, that's not it either. Oh. Oh, am I supposed to say what? What's a Matter Baby? And I say, nothing, babe, I'm good. Oh. See, I thought Matter Baby. I was three for three today on doing that haiku, and then you ruined it. I I thought Matter Baby was like a character in something, because we just got done talking (sighs) about Legolas, so Matter Baby seemed like it'd be a real thing. You're supposed to say, what's a Matter Baby? I was like, nothing, babe. I'm good. Get it? I do get it. Okay. I'm sorry I ruined it. Okay. You want to try again? Nope. Okay. I bombed. We'll just move on then. I bombed harder than your uh, Lord of the Rings one. We'll just move on to our headlines then. Happy hi hi a hi hi a haikus. That time wasn't my fault because my mug was blocking this first button, so I thought I was actually... Okay. Get him off the board. If you're down and feeling kind of crappy, well, guess what? We'll make you happy. Happy headlines. Yeah. We got to pick up some steam here, man. I know. We got negative. We started arguing almost. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. So we're actually going to um, change this segment up a tiny bit. It's still like the same gist. Um, but where happy headlines was, we're going to just do a quick hitters this time. So this this whole still uh, happy headlines yeah still happy headlines but this whole uh, this whole segment's about we find new stories pick out the headlines read the stories talk about them summarize them 
<laughs> and that's like the bulk of this podcast. I know they can't hear that. There's a server just squealing. I don't know if that's a fire alarm alarm going off or what. Ren's in there firing off servers. <laughs> Sorry. Um, this is my favorite episode ever. So I, I think I have like six headlines. So hopefully I can actually get through all of them. Actually, basically, basically the reason we're doing this is because instead of investing the time of tell a ton of details, we can banter about stuff yeah. by staying at a higher level. Yeah. So we're going to try. Yeah. So here's my uh, first headline. UBC researchers have found a way to convert any blood type to the universal O. And I probably should not have picked this headline because I'm... I'm actually super interested in this already. going to do a terrible job of uh, summarizing it. Do you know it. your blood type? I do not know my blood type. Okay. But apparently O is, is, like, is like universal. It's universal. I did not know. I didn't even know that. I did know that. Um, but yeah, researchers at the University of British Columbia, they found a way... Uh, uh, discovered a technique that could make all do all donated blood compatible with all patients, regardless um, of the blood type of the donor or the recipient. So, yeah, apparently O negative, or I guess all of O. I don't know the difference between O positive and O negative. But apparently it's universally useful. Um, and apparently right now there's chronic shortages of O negative blood. Um, so you've already mentioned all the blood types. There's four different blood types, A, B, A, B, and O. Um, what distinguishes them? This is all a lesson that I'm just, I just know in the back of my mind. I'm not reading this from my notes. Um, what distinguish, distinguishes the different blood types are tiny sugar molecules on the surface of the red blood cells. AB and AB blood have distinctive sugar molecules that are recognized by the immune system. So if a patient receives blood or an incompatible type, a dangerous immune reaction against the blood cells can occur. O negative blood, however, does not have these sugar molecules. And so uh, it essentially, it's essentially invisible to the immune system, which mm. is why it's universally compatible compatible with all recipients. The key to making AB and AB blood universally compatible is to find molecular scissors, like the cutting, the cutting tool, scissors that can efficiently snip off the sugar molecules. So that th I think they knew all this. And they were trying to find this this enzyme or molecule or whatever that could cut off those sugars. Mm. And I, they finally discovered it. They started off with like experimenting with like blood sucking things, so like leeches and mosquitoes and stuff. Uh, but then they got into the human gut. And apparently, human gut bacteria is it. Oh, well. Um, it was already there. Yeah. So they extracted um, 20,000 different DNA samples from gut bacteria taken from human feces. That sounds like a fun job. Mm-hmm. Um, and discovered uh, a number of them that could produce the enzymes to uh, cut the sugars off the surface of the blood cells. So now you can go, go donate blood, and it can be just converted into that's crazy the universally accepted O. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's like they're using this yet. I'm sure they still have to go some, some loops and stuff. That's impressive. But yeah, they've though. like discovered how to do it, and yeah, that's it's gonna be a cool. complete game changer, though. Yeah. That's going to completely save, sounded like it. save some people. It sounded like it. So That's a good one. Thank you. That's very exciting. I knew about O uh, blood type. Though. I did not know that. Do you know what uh, type blood you are? I don't. For some reason, I thought I was O. But I don't know if that's true or if I just or if somebody around me is O. So I can just take some of your blood straight out of your body and put it in me and I'm good. Yes. Yeah. Like that's If you have uh, O blood, you're like a superhero. So that, that uh, night I was bleeding out on the half pipe... You never blood. I did for my mouth. mouth. Yeah, yeah, but I'll spit in your mouth so you're fine. You could have just like pricked yourself and mm -hmm. just been fine. You could have just refilled me with your blood. Yep. Weird word to say refill, but yep, yep. I could have done that. That's good to know. 
O positive. Um, yeah, my first story, um, we both were talking about earlier. Uh, but it's like, I don't know why. It kind of locked me up. I don't know if you watched the video, but it's um, the headline is Bellevue teacher moved to tears by students pulling money to replace stolen shoes. I did not watch the video. Man, it kind of got me. I don't. I think it was just because I'm sure it's a little bit awkward having all your kids give you a gift and you just like have to sit there and open it. He also did the same thing in the video that I do when someone asks, gives you a card and they want you to read it out loud to everybody. He's like, I'm not going to read this out loud. So he just like reads it to himself. Um, his name is Trey Payne, and he's a teacher at Logan Fontanella Middle School. Sounds like a rapper. I think I also butchered that uh, name, but uh, I definitely got Logan, right? But yeah, he had a pair of expensive basketball shoes stolen from his classroom, and there was a group of kids that got pretty angry um, that that had happened to him. They said he was a great teacher. All the kids seemed to love him. Um, but yeah, he opened it up, read the card, and then reached in, and he says, like, uh, I hope this isn't shoes, guys. Oh, my. Are you serious? And then he cried, and then I cried. But, yeah, they uh, these just middle school kids pitched together and uh, went and bought him some super nice basketball shoes that were stolen from his class. But, yeah, it was just cool that uh, that all the kids uh, um, invested in that. And then his quote that, that kind of got me was, it's more than a pair of shoes. It's about doing things to build everyone up around you. I try to show my kids this, and I think the lesson has sunk in for many, in turn reaffirming my purpose and my ideals. They saw what needed to be done. They just did it. It's kids, man. That's supposed to be a, a play on Nikes. Just do it. I missed it. I was That's... also trying to pause this video numerous times to see if I could see what shoes they were. I was really interested in that. Probably some Nikes. But they looked all black. They looked super clean. And they also called them basketball shoes, which I wanted to know if they were genuinely basketball shoes or if they were just like high-top sneakers. But, again, not the most important details. Yeah. But shout-out to... What what uh, age group was this? Middle school. Middle school. Man. Well, good for them. I did I did see, like, the, the thumbnail of that video, and it looked like the teacher was, like, bawling his eyes out. Oh, they're really nice shoes. Sorry. What kind of shoes are they? I can't tell because he only opens the box that far. And then he immediately sets it down. Dude, he like takes his glasses off. Ah, this is brutal. So, shout out to the kids. All right, my next one is also school related. UT Tyler. That's a school. That's a university in the great state of Texas where we live. UT Tyler offers free textbooks to students. Or sorry, free textbook without an S to students. Um, so I think one of their professors or somebody was quoted saying, um, that the average student in Texas is paying close to $500 a semester, just in book cost alone. So to alleviate some of the stress of, um, that additional cost on top of like tuition and all that, they decided to write their own book for this class, which is kind of the best thing ever so this was for a like political science class so a um a ut tyler political science professor he wrote a book and he said we each work together with each other on different examples and different ideas and putting things into the textbook that would matter specifically to our students and the way we teach our courses so yeah i feel like so when i um Books are super expensive first. Yeah, for sure. I feel like what's super frustrating about textbooks 
mainly they're super expensive, but also the classes that I took in college, most of them, we only felt like we used like a fifth of the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Third. You can resell them for like a quarter of the cost. So that's, yeah, third. You can resell them, but don't get nearly as much as that you paid for them. And fourth, like the other 95% of the information in the chapter, you're going to go back. Most students are going to go back and like read through the stuff they didn't go over in class no. because it's in a textbook. Nope. Especially if it's like a basics class. So this uh, UT Tyler saw this and like, we're going to write a textbook like that specific to this class that covers information that we're actually going to cover in class with no like additional stuff. We're going to give it to these kids. So, Game changer. Yeah. Solves a lot of problems in the textbook. Yeah. In the textbook world and the, a lot of the uh, frustrations that students have with textbooks and paying for textbooks. It's just such a financial, you can get all your stuff paid for and have to pay for textbooks. And some people still can't survive on that. Yeah. It's too expensive. Yeah. And I, I think you have to have them for a lot of classes. Yeah. But it's super frustrating when you get them and you don't even like yeah. use like 95% of the content that's in them. Yeah. But you still have to pay for 100% of the book, which is like $500. That's just for like a like a basic class textbook. Once you get up to like your your major classes, they get even more expensive. Brutal. Yeah. <sighs> Brutal. Um, my next one's a year old. But it, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm moving it up on the, my list because you're talking about school stuff, so I'm going to keep the school theme going. Um, I don't know why. I don't know if you saw this. It kind of recirculated again, but it made me laugh uncontrollably. Um, but there's a teacher named Anna. She's a first-grade teacher um, that serves uh, deaf, hard, hard of hearing, and hearing students um, from birth to eighth grade. Okay, So she had posted this a year ago. And this is the transcript of uh, some of her interaction with some of her kids. Um, she said, today in first grade, one of my deaf students farted loudly in class and other students turned around and looked at him. The following is a 15 minute of a, is a snippet of 15 minute conversation that we had entirely in American Sign Language among the group of deaf students and I. So they're in the classroom, deaf students are over there with her. So kid one, why are they looking at me? Me. Because they heard you fart. Kid one. Wait, what do you mean? She says, hearing people can hear farts. Kid two. Totally horrified. Wait, they can hear all farts? She said, well, no. Not all farts, but some of them, yes. Kid three. How do you know which farts they can hear and which farts they can't? Her. Um, you know, sometimes you can feel... Your butt move when you fart. <laughs> a lot of those they can hear, but if your butt doesn't move, it's more than likely they didn't hear it. Kid one, tell them to stop listening to my farts. That's not nice. <laughs> Me, hearing kids can't stop not hearing farts. It just happens. I will just stop farting then. Everyone farts. It's healthy. You can't stop. Kid three, wait, everyone, even my mom? Yes. Even my dad? Yes. Do you? Yes. All the kids laughed. Um, so you can hear and smell all farts? Yes. Some farts do smell. Some farts don't. And the rest is a 10-minute, basically back-and-forth conversation explaining to these kids that you can hear farts. And it made them a whole day because these kids have no idea. So they, so they can hear some farts. I don't. They had no idea. These kids in this group had no idea 
that you could hear this sound. But they Th- that it made sound. They had no idea. So, but they heard something. No. Oh. One of the the first kid passed gas. Uh huh. And then he asked the teacher, "Why is everyone looking at me?" Oh, because she's they like, smelled it. No, she's like, "Well, they all heard you fart." And he's like, "Wait, kids can hear people can hear that." Like none of them knew that that happened. Their whole life oh, they've been just doing. I that. thought I thought the whole class was deaf. No, 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 no. Okay, it's like they're in a, a group. Okay, and then the rest of the class can hear. Okay, sorry, I did a bad job setting that. No, up. no, you didn't. I think I just misunderstood. Yeah, but it, yeah, just can hearing people see farts. Kid two. Kid three. Yeah, green smoke comes out of their butt. I saw it on TV. <laughs> Me, that doesn't happen in real life. Kid one. What? Uh, I don't understand farts. And then she ended up by saying, I went to college for eight years to have these conversations. Right. Those are those are important conversations to have, though. I, I think what I loved about it is I've never thought about it. Yeah. Like, those are things that, like, just like one of those things. Like, someone passes gas, and you're like, nah, that happened. Mm-hmm. But, like, they had no idea, so they've been just ripping them, and they didn't know. Now they're, they're like, everybody can hear that? Well, tell them to stop listening. Well, they're not, they can't not listen. Amazing conversation. That's kind of amazing. Also, that dude's super courteous. If you force that out... She referenced that in here. She said it was healthy. Okay, good. She gave him the props that it that's, was. That's healthy. a very healthy instructor then. If you're listening, that's a happy headline to me because it brought me a ton of joy. And I did as much research as I could to prove if it was real or not. And it, this was posted by this lady. I can't prove that the conversation actually happened. I can't prove yep. that this lady Hopefully is that conversation happened because it's kind of amazing. Well, she laid it out really well and it, it was posted a while back, but I came up upon it last week. I don't think I don't think a teacher is going to make up that conversation. Though. I don't either. So I, I, th- I think that's I think that's real. And if you Google it, there's a there's a ton of articles written about it. But um. all right, my next one. Uh, the headline is: Eleven year old girl saves minor from woman woman trafficker in. Mizoram. So Caroline, I'm not going to try and pronounce her last name because that looks like it's like 25 letters long. Um, Caroline, she is 11 years old. She is playing with her friends near her home and I'm not going to try and pronounce it. Um, uh, and she said like an unknown girl joined them playing. She did not give it much thought uh, at that time, but... A policeman came uh, the next day and asked if they had seen this girl. Um, And apparently he told uh, them that she had gone missing. Um, So the policeman showed Caroline the picture of the girl. And she told the policeman that she had seen the girl. Um, So the policeman asked her for like more information and stuff like that. She couldn't really give give him too much more information. Uh, because they were just playing, I doubt she was like sitting her down and asking her about her life. I don't think eleven year olds do that when they're playing. I'm sure some do, but yeah, um, I probably did. So Caroline, she went go- to go search for the girl in her neighborhood on her own. So she saw that the uh, policemen were looking for this, and there was a problem. So she went like for the girl on her own, and she finally she found her and the alleged abductor at a house. And the abductor tried to send her away, but Caroline just sat there, just stonewalled her, just stonewalled her. Said she said go away, and Caroline's like, nope, I'm gonna wait here. Um, and then she apparently she saw an opportunity, and Caroline lifted the girl. She was the girl, the abducted girl, was seven years old. Caroline's eleven. She saw an opportunity. Caroline lifted the girl on her back and started running towards her home. 
a hero. Jeez. Um, when the abductor saw them, she ordered Caroline to stop and even threatened to harm her by uh, throwing stones at her. But Caroline, the 11-year-old hero that she is, she continued running and after reaching home, told, her, told everything to her parents. And then her parents informed the police. The seven-year-old girl who was abducted, abducted was rescued and her abductor was arrested. Holy cow. So Caroline just took matters into her own hand. What a what was, a heroic moment! Was told to stand down by this by this lady who's abducting girls, and then told was threatened that she's going to have stones thrown at her by this abductor. She didn't care. She just grabbed this girl and ran off. Put her on her back. Put her on her back. Just ran off. Let's go. Yeah. So what a hero! There's a there's a uh, unfortunate thing in that story in that there are people out there who abduct seven-year-olds, but there's yeah, also yeah. heroes like Caroline out there that are willing to stand in the face of evil, see see their opportunity, grasp it, and go snatch the abducted girl, put her on her back, and rescue her. Put her on her back. Let's go. So good job, Caroline. What a hero. I'm going to keep in... I've got these things sectioned out into themes, and I'm going to stay with the... Um, somewhat. It was kind of a school theme. Actually, it's not, but... Um, this app delivers instant sign language interpreters for those tricky moments um, that need more than a pen and paper. Like so when you're talking about farts. Yeah, you know what? That would have been a great time to find out. Um, but I guess um, for a lot of people, and it kind of laid some scenarios out here. I don't know why this has just been blowing my mind today thinking about this, but I don't really process a lot of what people um, who are deaf have to deal with. Um, and so... I guess a lot of times people will just pen and paper will write stuff out. But one of the scenarios they were talking about was like, you know, if you go to the laundromat or if you go somewhere and you need to speak to a manager, like I need to talk to someone. I need to get this. This didn't work out well. I need help. It's very difficult to kind of go back and forth with people writing and it gets confusing. And it's time consuming. Um, so there's an app that's out now called Genie, J E E N I E. Um, and it's a language transit translation app. Um, and I guess traditionally they've had different people that you could help translate, but they would charge like 90 to $125 an hour. Um, and this app is $1 per minute. Oh, um, so a lot more affordable, especially cause a lot of times apparently these interactions are a lot can be done quickly, but yeah, you just get on the app, you can video call in and then that person becomes the mediator between the two people. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was super cool. Like, Never really thinking about how difficult and frustrating, when, especially when situations like arise or things are frustrating or miscommunications, to be able to pull somebody in, you know, and spend three or four dollars, yeah, to make sure that everything is um, taken care of. So, the app's called Genie, J E E N I E. Cool. All right, my next one is headline is a 95 year old uh, woman was swindled out of nearly $18,000 local towns rallied and got her money back. Um, so this 95 year old woman named Barbara Hinckley, she was conned out of $18,000. Um, it came out of her savings account last year. Um, and she figured that she would never be able to replace, um, what was lost. Um, she said, when I realized I'd been scammed, I kept telling myself that I was stupid to have fallen for it. In the, in the end, all I had left in my account was $8.75. Um, she said it was a nightmare. Um, so she um, 
how this worked, how the scam worked was Barbara had like entered into the publisher's clearinghouse uh, sweepstakes for like the past 15 years. And then this one real scumbag named, he actually like used the actual name of the, I guess the publisher clearinghouse dude. He used the name Dave Sayer, which I guess that's the, the dude's actual name. I don't know the scammer's name. Um, but she got a phone call from this guy with publisher's clearinghouse prize patrol and the dude told Barbara that she had won second place in the sweepstakes, entitling her to $2.5 million and a luxury Mercedes uh, sedan. Um, he said there were some procedures that needed to be followed to get uh, the, the money to her and that he'd be back in touch. And then he began calling Barbara regularly, and she said after the fourth call, he told her that there were some fees associated with uh, – her prize winnings apparently he said like because that she they were based in new york and she lived in maine that uh the authorization needed to happen in maine um, before that before she received her money um and because of that there were fees attached to that he told me uh, she said that he told her to keep track of her receipts and that she'd eventually get reimbursed for the fees and she said that he made it all sound very logical and that he seemed very genuine um, and then he started calling like six or seven times a day. Like, come on, bro. Get a life. Jeez. Get a life. He started calling six or seven times a day, a day um, to check on her health, ask what she had for dinner, and make sure she had taken her medication. She said he was very clever. He acted like uh, he genuinely cared. Um, and she said he would take a few hundred there, uh, a few thousand here. And it wasn't long before her life savings was depleted. So... Um, she kind of, she said she was like ashamed to tell people about her story at first because obviously it's not it's like a, a, uh, a thing you're proud of that you got scammed out of like $18,000. Um, but she got her story out there. She told people about it and then friends, neighbors, and strangers rallied together to, uh, hold her a spaghetti dinner and they ended up through this replacing, um, her lost saving, lost savings account and, uh, Gave her eighteen thousand dollars to this spaghetti uh, dinner fundraiser thing. So, first off, get a life, Dave Sayer, or who, whatever your name actually is. Just preying on these ninety-five-year-olds. Yeah. Second off, Barbara. Thanks for telling your story, and I'm glad you got your money back. You shouldn't be ashamed of that. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Man, what a bummer. Yeah. But you know what? Shout out to the town for getting the money back. Yeah. Um, I'm now transitioning into the sports section of mine. Um, this is a kind of a byproduct of a big headline this week, but um, Shaq pushes ahead with Super Bowl viewing party so we can donate all the proceeds to Kobe Bryant's charity. Um, yeah, that's a pretty quick one, but I guess every year, uh, Shaq's Funhouse event um, they throw like a big Super Bowl party. Um, and I, I saw in here, just think about going to Shaq's Super Bowl party and you have Pitbull and, and Diddy performing. What? Um, there's various games, carnival rides, and circus performances in addition to streaming the Super Bowl game. What the heck? That's not a Super Bowl party I've ever been to. 
Obviously, Shaq was very close with Kobe, though, and uh, had a tough, really, really, really tough week. And so he said that pretty much all week he's mulled over, um, just just canceling the event. But he just decided, like, hey, I'm going to do this, and then all the proceeds that we raise are going to go to um, the Kobe and Vanessa Bryant Foundation, um, as well as to the families of the um, the the victims on the helicopter. So, yeah, kind of a bummer, but cool on Shaq for kind of battling through it and uh, committing to do it. Yeah. Um, oh, that was cool. Yeah, his uh, his interview, or it's that little panel thing they had the other night on TNT. Yeah. <sighs> brutal, man. That was brutal. I appreciate that he fought through it, though. Yeah. And, and he, like, because what's his name? Ernie was about to, like, take it a different direction, and Shaq stopped him because he, he wasn't done talking. They're going to do this. Yeah. Did you see the yeah. video? This is just the bottom of this article. Um of Shaq leaving the Staples Center. No. All, all the fans are outside, and he's coming out. And he, like, stops. And he just says, like, one time. And then he gets everybody chanting Kobe. And then gets in the Oh, I, I saw the headline. I didn't watch the video. <sighs> I saw a, uh, a picture, because uh, the Lakers played for the first time um, since uh, Kobe and the eight others uh, died. I saw, like, a picture, and apparently they had, like, a, a shirt on every single seat. That was like double sided. Had Kobe's had both the Kobe's numbers on it, eight and twenty four on both sides. So f- like everybody in that in that arena is wearing that shirt. I know. <sighs> do you uh, did you see what they're doing at the All Star game? No. I guess the teams are going to each wear one's going to wear twenty four one team, and then the other team is wearing number two, which was I think uh, Gigi's yeah. AU number. Yeah. So yeah. Also, shout out to Shaq though for I know that was a tough week for him. Also saw I just um, kind of stumbled across like some GoFundMe pages set up for um, the other families that were involved, and they were both like almost at like three hundred thousand dollars. Good, like for each family. Good. So that's kind of nuts. Heck yeah. So, all right, my next one is program teachers prisoners coding so they can land tech jobs once released. So apparently there's um, about 2 million people in prison in America right now, and it's estimated that 650,000 of those people will get out this year. But unless they find a way to beat the odds, it's expected that upwards of 83% of them will reoffend and be back, which is a that's a large number. So there's this program called the Last Mile, and it's a program um, that gathers like software engineers, and they teach like coding and some other stuff in these prisons. Um, and so it said once they learn the skills and are released, the former convicts and uh, and are now like considered coders, and they're connected with tech companies like Slack, Google, and um, Facebook, the Last Miles program, uh, completely defied the 83% um, that of people that, that reoffend. In its 10 years' existence, there has been zero people that have reoffended that have gone through the the program. Um, I guess completed the program, got out of prison. There's been zero that have reoffended. Um, and one of the one of the people that graduated now, I guess, teaches part of the class or part of the there's, involved in the program somehow um so it started out um this husband and wife duo duo um created this it started out in one prison in california but now it's in 
um, several prisons across five states. In total, about 500 uh, people in prison are going through the program now, and while their lives um, are potentially being changed, the financial burden to society is also being relieved because it went through um, like the stats of like the 83, like how much it costs per person for um, how much each person costs to be in prison. It was like $75,000. And if 83% of those reoffend, then it's all a lot of money that's going in and then out and then coming back in. Yeah. And yeah. by these, uh, these people like being able to learn a skill and then getting connected to these companies and Let's not go. going back to prison. Not only is it good for them, but it's good for the economy. Yeah. So pretty cool, uh, pretty cool program. And super dope. yeah, smart people. Yeah. I don't know a whole lot about how the, the prison system works. I know it's not the best. But I feel like this is like how it should be. Like these people are in here. Let's teach them a, a skill that once they get out, they actually want to use yeah. instead of getting out and not knowing like where to restart their life. Prison's a weird thing if you think about it. Like you throw people in this place and they can't leave. Yeah. But the hope would be to rehabilitate them back into society, get them acclimated. Yeah. And it seems like that would do that. Yeah. So, so. super cool. Smart people. My last two are both Super Bowl related. Um, sorry, let me, let me do this one then because my other one is, uh, inmate and prisoner related. Oh, then so run it back. So then you can just do your two Super Bowl ones back to back. So my last one is Florida inmates. So cloth pouches for orphaned kangaroos. It's like the cutest headline ever, huh? That was a cute headline. Um, so these inmates at a Florida jail are sewing cloth pouches for kangaroos and koalas orphaned by wildflowers in, um, Australia. And the pouches are made from, you say wildfires, wildfires. Okay. What'd I say? What do you think I said? I wasn't. I really wasn't messing with you. I thought you said wildflowers. Oh, I, I, might, kind of like, I might have. Um, the pouches are made from old uniforms, um, and inmates making them again. They learn uh, a, a new skill that they can use upon their release. So I, I didn't see like a picture of these pouches. It's kind of cool. That's I, cool. I kind of want to see a kangaroo, a little baby, a little baby Joey, or a baby koala inside this pouch, hanging out in a pouch. Yeah, because they don't have their they don't have their mamas. Pouches yeah. to be in. It is a mom that has a pouch, right? I think so. Sounds right. So those poor babies they don't have a pouch to get all cozy in. Dang it! These inmates are sewing in some pouches, just taking care of business. Yeah, good for them. Yeah, and back to back jail ones. Good for you. Yeah. All right, hit me with the Super Bowl ones. These are Super Bowl ones. First one is Kansas City Chiefs fan, fourteen years old, with a rare form of cancer, surprised with Super Bowl tickets. Um, here's a picture of the squad right here, all chiefsed up. Is it? That's not the Chiefs mascot, is it? It is. Is it really? I think so. What is that? A dog? It looks like Chuck E. Cheese. It does look like Chuck E. Cheese. So it's a rat or a mouse, whatever Chuck E. Cheese is? Yeah, I don't know. I've never thought about that, but I think that's their mascot. Um, but Will Walker, 14-year-old um, middle schooler from Missouri, been battling cancer for five years. Man, I can't imagine that 14. Yeah. Battling for five years. Um, but he got the surprise of a lifetime. Um, so he thought he was just going to a school pep rally. And, uh, the, when he got down there, he realized that the pep rally was for him and they gave him a pair of Super Bowl tickets. Um, huge Chiefs fan. I guess the community knew his story. And so they had kind of rallied behind him. Um, and this bank, it's called Central Bank of, of the Midwest. They're a longtime partner of the Chiefs. Um, they are the ones that presented it uh, to Will. 
Um, and they wrote on their Facebook page that we're so proud to be a part of this journey, along with all the community members who helped support uh, getting him to the big game. So I guess the community rallied around to raise money for him for the trip. The only thing he didn't have was tickets. So he had the ability to get there for free. Um, and so they hooked him up with Super Bowl tickets. So um, 600 kids were in there getting to cheer him on as he got to be surprised. So shout out to Will, not only for getting to go to the Super Bowl, not only for his team making it, but also for putting some hands on cancer right yeah. now, dude. That's a long time. Five years. Keep battling, my man. Keep battling. Um, so hopefully uh, hopefully the Chiefs win for him. Yeah. Hopefully it's the best weekend of his life. The last one, I did a ton of research to um, get confirmation on, and I can confirm that this story was said by a credible source. Obviously can't confirm that happened, but it's by a guy named uh, a verified Twitter account named Jason Kander, at Jason Kander, K-A-N-D-E-R. Um, and... Yeah, this is from Twitter. Um, he was telling the story. He said a few weeks back, Patrick Mahomes and his girlfriend were having dinner at a pizza place near their home in Kansas City. Obviously, everyone there recognized them, but nobody interrupted them at all, allowing them to enjoy a peaceful meal. They paid for their bill, and they started to head out the door, and still nobody is jumping up and asking for a selfie or an autograph or anything. Pat stops at the door, turns back, and everyone looks up, can you just imagine that? Like, you know everyone in the room knows you. They're not bothering you. You get to enjoy a meal. You get up and you get to the door and you just turn around. And uh, he says um, to the entire restaurant, thanks for letting us enjoy our dinner. This is why I love Kansas City. You guys are awesome. After he and his girlfriend left, it was revealed that they had paid for the bill for every table. Oh, dang. So, shout out to Patty. May Holmes. Yeah. The man, the myth. But yeah, I think that's super cool. Um, I don't know. The weird thing for me is I don't know what's cooler about that story. If it's cooler that literally no one bothered the MVP of the NFL, the guy who's about to go to the Super Bowl, or that they paid for on the way out. Now he set a standard. I know. So next time he's out at a restaurant, everybody's not going to talk to him. They're going to expect their bill to be paid for. I would walk by his table and just kind of tap the table and say, thanks, man. Every time. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, buddy. Thanks pain. Huh? Yeah. What? what? Thanks, buddy. Y'all enjoy your meal. But yeah, I think that's cool. I don't know if that's... I don't know how many places that he and his girlfriend can just go eat. Yeah. And nobody addresses. That's got to be very few. If you walked in, if it's, you're in if you're in uh, New York or you're somewhere and you walk into a restaurant and you see Patrick Mahomes, are you going to go over and talk to him? Uh, I probably won't, but that's just because... Um, are you worried about that? Uh, Yeah. I am too. Yeah. I, am too. I know some people probably would. I understand I, I, I wanna, taking, yeah. taking advantage of the moment, but I I just, I, I every probably, day is a moment for them. I'd probably do one of those things where I'm trying to like hide my phone under the table so he doesn't see me taking a picture of him. But I'd snap like a picture. He's yeah. he's he's also not like a like an average looking dude, so it's not like people didn't know who he was. Yeah, and, he's, and he's, 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 he's in got Kansas a, he's, City. He's got a pretty distinct look. Yeah, and you're in Kansas City. And, yeah, like probably one of the biggest faces there right now. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I thought that was super cool. Cool. I did. I did see a a a preview of like one of the uh, Super Bowl ads that's gonna be running, and this was almost one of my stories for, uh, for this week. But then I cut it because I had like this week was kind of hard because I had I basically had to do it like a twelve team tournament to eliminate six stories because I had so many stories. One of the stories I was gonna do, I guess I'm doing it now. So I guess I'm doing seven. So 
I guess my tournament didn't really work. I guess this 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 story won the consolation tournament. Um, but anyways, um, the the ads about like this dog. Um, have you seen anything about this this uh, dog commercial? Mm. So this dude he owns I forgot what company he owns. It's a pretty big company. Um, that makes like car parts or something. And he has it's like seven year old golden. Do what? Nothing. No. It was, it was a company I hadn't heard of before. Um, but he has like this seven year old golden retriever who's he said it's like kind of the uh, the uh, mascot, not the mascot, but like the the shop dog of his company. And he took him into the vet because he apparently he just like collapsed one day. And he took him into this vet. Um, and they basically said that he had like a 1% chance to live because he had like some rare cancer or something like that. And I think he took him to like another vet. And I think he was like taking him in to like put him down. So he took him in and then he said he just looked up. And the dog was in the corner, like wagging his tail. And he said, I can't put this dog down. So I guess he just chanced it and took him to another vet or something. And the vet was able to basically get like all the tumor out. And like he's showed a video of the dog and he's like playing and running and all that again. But this dude, the owner of the dog, took out like a $6 million ad to like thank the vet. <laughs> Let's go. So, so it was an auto parts place. It was like a uh, like a manufacturer of car parts. Or oh, something. was it um, Callahan's? No, I'm say like I almost said. Uh, you know what Callahan's is Tommy Callahan. Yeah, off a of Tommy Boy. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I forgot what I, I forgot what company it was. Um, but yeah, that was one of my stories. That's my consolation. That's a lot story. of money, man. That's my consolation story. Are you mad if you're the vet? And you see that there's a Super commercial when you he could have just sent you two mil. Yeah. But I think I think like part of the commercial is also like promotion. Um, donate to this to this oh, cool. vet or to some like uh pet organization or something. Okay. That makes sense. Um but yeah. That's super cool. I wish I could just drop six million dollars to thank somebody. Seriously. I'd be getting a lot of money from you. Yeah. Well. All right. You got anything else? No, man. All good. Well, thank you for listening. We hope you all have a great week. Um, yeah, as always, be on the lookout for the good. <laughs>